It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. This fall, the Fantasy Sports Channel will make history all over again with even more live fantasy sports radio than anywhere on the planet. At least 12 hours of fantasy football, baseball, basketball, and hockey action each Monday through Friday. Plus more fantasy sports talk every Saturday and Sunday. More than 50 shows in all from the best fantasy sportscasters in the business. Try getting that on your radio dial. The Fantasy Sports Channel, only on Blog Talk Radio. It's a schedule you can bet on. Mike, it's week three in the National Football League, and we are ready to roll. One bleeds red, and one bleeds blue. Two friends, one heated rival. It's intense. It's no holds barred. It's game time. On Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio with your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. To, th- to throw me the ball, and and 
what do you do? Three ninety six. But three uh, three INTs. Not not exactly a hot pickup though around the league that, uh, tonight. We we did see Kevin Cobb going for about fifty, you know, fifty sixty bucks or so around the league, and and still out there in several leagues. Unless you really need a spot starter, Mike. We needed a spot starter after after last week when uh, uh, Matt Hasselbeck took vicious hit and it looked like to the back, but apparently it's the ribs, uh, and that ended his game last week. And when when that's the guy that you're banking on, we waited on a quarterback in the NFFC. We waited, and we were fortunate that it got enough to get Hasselbeck. I know we were thinking Palmer and somebody snagged their second quarterback. That happens, and we got Hasselbeck, and we're like, okay, this will be okay. And so we didn't – there were really other backups out there at that point, so we waited, and, and you know, our backup is Brady Quinn. So that's uh, that's where we're sitting. We feel we good up, about that, don't we, Scott? We feel really good about Brady Quinn, don't we? We ended up snagging, uh, what, Seneca Wallace this week? Uh, yes, sir. You know, and uh, we're going we're gonna to see how that goes. Um, we've got our work cut out for us. But anyway, we've got a lot to talk about in the world of high-stakes fantasy football. We have a number one player, a new number one in the Fantasy Football Players Championship, Russ Steele. He's going to be joining us a little bit later tonight talking about his team uh, and his chances. And maybe, maybe we can help him out with some who do I starts uh, if he has some, uh, some questions. I think he has one Wes Welker uh, to worry about this week. And, Mike, that's where I want to start tonight. Um, yep. The Patriots. Mark Sanchez got uh, got it, got it done last week. Uh, played a nice steady game of ball control and and kind of did their thing. The defense came through for the Jets. Uh, they've been looking fantastic. And to this in the West Welker injury was late minute. I know we're in Chicago. We're drafting in the NFFC, and we took Julian Edelman in the in the what the eighteenth yeah. nineteenth round. The guy and we got laughed at. That. We got laughed at. We had guys that were, um, you know, uh, they didn't know how to spell it. He was a, he was a write in, obviously. And I was saying it before the draft. I said if you if you listen to the show, we were like Wes Welker. If you take Wes Welker, go ahead and handcuff him with Edelman. You can be safe with Welker in the third if you can get Edelman late in the 18th because they they've been saying a lot about him. And sure enough, it came. It turned into a very good handcuff to have because uh, week two comes along. Welker's a late scratch, and all of a sudden, Mike. Well, we, we, what, dropped, we, 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 we dropped him after yeah. week one, you know? We we missed him by one week. We missed uh, Julian Edelman by one week. And the guy exploded for, uh, well, I won't say exploded, but 93 yards, uh, five receptions. That's pretty good pretty good numbers. And uh, so we missed him by one week, but that was pretty good. Uh, that's the way to look out. That's the way to well, see what's happening. And uh, we'll see what happens with Welker. So. Yeah, well, we let him go, and understandably so. I mean, when Welker looks fantastic after week one, it looks like something that you, you don't need anymore. And, you know, we put our bids in. It looked like around the, the, the high-stakes leagues, he was going for about, you know, you were getting for 150 or 100. I saw one of my leagues in, my, in the FFPC, he went for under 100. And I'm like, okay, well, I can lower my bid a little bit. So I went over to NFFC, and I lowered it from like 200 to like 150. And, Mike, he went for 160. In the NFFC, wow. uh, we had a, we had a couple of other hot targets there, but uh, the, the Julian Edelman kid uh, with Welker's injury, um, he's again with his right knee. He's a game time decision. He was limited Thursday. He did not practice at all on Friday, which means very likely he aggravated it again, and they didn't want to test it. Uh, he is a dreaded game time decision. And Moss, 
a late scratch uh, on Friday's practice. He was present for warm-ups, but then he sat out to practice with a back injury, and he's questionable. So, Mike, this Patriot team is a little bit – they're unraveling a little bit. They've got – their star wide receivers are questionable. Edelman came in, filled in last week, 8 for 98. He's questionable with an ankle. What are, what are they going to do here? Are they going to they going to tote out Galloway and, and, and throw him the ball? Well, it could be it could be Galloway, and uh, you've got uh, plus you got Brady throwing off of his back foot. Let's face it, the New England Patriot offense is not the same. It's not the same, and it won't be. And Bill Belichick, he won't uh, he's not going to tip his card, uh, he, tip his hand. I mean, he's just going to say everything's fine, everything's fine. But right. uh, let, let's face it. Uh, New England's got problems, and which which wide receiver do do, do you put in place to uh, to fit the bill to for Brady to throw to? And if Brady is healthy, I'm not convinced Brady is the same guy. I'm really not. Well, and, and it's a good question. There is a 40 percent chance of rain in Foxborough this weekend, gang. So be watching the game. This is one of those that you're going to be glued to the set on Sunday morning to make sure you get the right guy in there. Uh, but it's imperative that you're watching this. I would start the, the New England tight end. If you haven't been Watson, I would expect a bigger game. Now, there's a little contest going on between uh, myself and the owner of the World Championship of Fantasy Football, uh, Jesse Heron. Uh, and <laughs> we have a little contest. Uh, if I win, we're, we're doing a pick'em contest, Mike, uh, and we're doing just straight-up uh-huh. straight winners in the NFL. I was lucky enough to go 13-3 and three last week. He went like 5-11, and 11, so I've got a nice little padded lead to start. <laughs> that's cushion. Uh, yeah, that's a nice cushion. Uh, I took the Falcons in this game, Mike. I'm telling you, there's just not some good mojo here going on uh, with, these, with these Patriots. Atlanta is completely on fire with Gonzalez, and I, I expect more of the same of Atlanta. Just, you know, run their game, play their game. Don't worry about what they're doing. This is not the same Patriot defense. I think Atlanta will just uh, do their thing, and, and I think they're going to try to come out of here with a win, man. Well, I'll tell you what, the scary thing about Atlanta is when is Michael Turner going to bust loose? Could it be this week against New England? You wouldn't expect it, but it could be. So uh, I'm expecting Michael Turner to have uh, kind of a pretty big game against New England. So, you know, it's his time. Yeah, and they're they're talking in the chat room. We've got a full chat room tonight. Uh, Cocktails and dreams. Chad Schroeder, Daydrinker, Josh, Billy Waz, Azuri, uh, Two Packer, John Duckworth. You have our uh, our thoughts, my man. After the flooding that's going on down there, I don't know if you heard about that, Mike, but uh, you'll want to check yep. up on the board on John. Uh, Lance is in the house. What's up, buddy? Wayne, Colts fan, and the prognosticator from the FFPC. We've got a, we've got some good ones in the house. And again, we're just a few minutes away from Russ Steele. Uh, Leonidas Revenge, I believe, on the FFPC leaderboard, number one overall. We're going to talk about his team and what's in store for that. Uh, that's going to be a jinx, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> Mike, let, let's talk about this Jets team. Again, um, they, they had a great game against the Patriots, and this week they're playing the Tennessee Titans. And Chris Johnson, if you watched that game and you were playing against him last week, which I was in the, in the WCFF, it was over by halftime. 16 carries, 197 yards, two touchdowns, nine catches, 87 yards and a touchdown. This guy did it all. 46 fantasy points, Mike. He was left <laughs> alone in the slot one time, and they just let him. They let him go for a touchdown. I, I'm like, what the heck are they doing? What What are they thinking? Yeah, 
11 targets last week, uh, open all day long. Uh, Nate Washington had seven targets. Gage had four. Uh, I don't know. The Jets are allowing just 60 yards per game on the ground and haven't allowed a rushing touchdown yet to the Patriots or the Texans. The Titans are just as stingy, man. They're allowing only 50 yards per game and zero rushing touchdowns against the Texans and the Steelers. So you've got two rushing defenses here that if you have to start Thomas Jones, I feel sorry for you. Chris Johnson will still get his because he gets the receptions. Lendale White, not so sure. Uh, so start Chris Johnson, bench Lendale, bench Thomas Jones. Uh, Leon Washington, Mike, I'm still of the opinion you have to start this guy in the FFPC because of the special teams touchdowns. He can get six there. He gets plenty of receptions, and, you know, I just think that he's, he's one of those guys very hard to bench. Um, well, I'll tell you what, Scott. I, to be honest with you, I don't really like anybody from that game except for Chris Johnson. Uh, yeah. Chris Johnson, you know, he had his – I guarantee you he had his worst week of the year in week one, uh, scoring, what, uh, seven points. He'll, he'll, get, he'll, he'll get his due, but uh, after Chris Johnson, I'm having a hard time figuring out whether it's Leon Washington uh, or anybody. Linda White, I agree with you. Forget him. Yeah. Uh, so throw out everybody else and uh, Chris Johnson, that's pretty much it. That is. It's two stingy defenses. I think you still uh, need to consider when the rushings, when, when the defenses against the run are that tight. Look what happened week one. Pittsburgh couldn't run. They had to throw. Sanchez is going to be forced to throw in this game. Um, the Meadowlands are expecting uh, a 70 degree weather. Uh, conditions will be wet. It's going to be a it's going to be a wet day. A 60 percent chance of rain. This is this is not a good fantasy game. If you have to start somebody, Mike, I'm right. thinking it's probably Dustin Keller. Uh, yeah. Dustin Keller is still a vertical threat. You know, the funny thing is, though, uh, prognosticator, uh, props go to you, my man. Uh, who leads the Jets in, re- in in targets this year, Mike? It's Chauncey Ooh. Stuckey, 15. Chauncey Stuckey Chauncey. leads the uh, Jets yep. in targets with 15, and we've been seeing him dropped uh, several places. So, uh, you know, you want to be careful with, um, with that and, and, and look at those numbers. But this is just a very messy game. Chris Johnson, like you said, is probably your only safe play here. And, of course, those defenses, they're, they're, they're going to get it done uh, tomorrow you, or, or Sunday. You can expect some points from them. Uh, Mike, we're going to go ahead and switch right now because we are honored to have with us tonight Russ Steele uh, from uh, a high stakes competitor in the Fantasy Football Players Championship and a good friend of ours. Russ, how you doing, buddy? Good, Scott. Good, Mike. How you guys doing? Hey, Russ. How you doing? I'm doing well. Russ, I, I don't know if you've had a chance to meet Mike yet or not. I'm sure you've uh, heard him on the airwaves a couple of times. But, Russ, you had a big announcement. Not only were, are you the number one player in the Fantasy Football Players Championship right now, but go ahead and let everybody know what else the big announcement was recently. Yeah, the uh, uh, and I owe it all to her. My uh, I delivered my fifth child Friday night at 6 o'clock and uh, had her home just in time for uh, five minutes before kickoff on Sunday. She brought me all the luck I needed. Yeah. Hey, and Mike, congratulations. And now, he's, and now he's number one. He scored 210 points <laughs> last week with Chris Johnson and a slew of other guys. But uh, what a great story, Russ. Really happy to see you at the top of the FFPC leaderboard. I appreciate it. I needed every point last week. I tell you what, I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention uh, – uh, my competitor, uh, Hicksville, 
scored 193 points oh. in a loss. Oh. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, that, a lot of that, points in a that, loss. Well, that. <laughs> Hey, that's a lot of class, my man, to, to, to mention him. That is a big effort. Let's talk about your draft, uh, Russ, because, again, everybody wants to be in your shoes, starting out early, getting up to a jump start. It's a good place to be. It's a long season. We all know that. It's hard to hang on to the lead, but we saw 4-D, Mike Krusek, uh do it last year and pretty much held on all year and had a tough time in the playoffs. But, listen, you've got a great start going. Talk about this draft as it unfolded. What spot did you have? We had the 11. I, I'm partnered with my brother who's in uh, the Air Force in Germany, and he was on the uh, phone at 3 in the morning with me, and we, uh, uh, we you know, conferred on every uh, uh, every pick. And you ended up landing Larry Fitzgerald at the 11 pick. Absolutely. That was Great. our goal going into it was to uh, get one of the big four receivers, and actually Fitzgerald was number one on my uh uh, wide receiver board this year. So to get him, uh, you know, at, as the fourth wide receiver off the board, uh, we felt pretty, you know, we were pretty happy about that, obviously. Well, let's talk about what happened then. Uh, this is, remember, the Fantasy Football Players Championship drafts one day after the big game on Thursday night. So we all just sat and experienced Chris Johnson laying an absolute egg. And and Russ, you're sitting there at the uh, 14 or 13 pick coming up, uh, 14 pick uh, in the 2-2. The and Chris Johnson's still sitting there. What were your other options, and what was going through your mind? Well, yeah, you know, our goal was, uh, you know, with getting the wide receiver early, was to hopefully land uh, Gore or Johnson um, in the second round. And you know, at that point, uh, I mean, once he fell to us. We knew we were uh, we were going to take him, and then we also had a game plan in mind of uh, picking up Sproles, uh, maybe earlier than you know than most people were willing to go. Um, and in doing that, we were going to bench Johnson uh, week one, which we did, uh, put in somebody we thought could get us some points there, and obviously you know that worked out well for us. That's all. So let me let me give the listeners and Mike a, a snapshot of this team here at quarterback. Eli Manning having a fantastic year, and you have a couple of upside guys, Kyle Orton and Matt Liner, there to uh, hold the fort down as your as your quarterback, too. Eli, everything's shaping up for this guy. We're going to talk about him in a little bit. But then your running backs, Chris Johnson, Reggie Bush in the third round, is that right, or the fourth round? Uh, we got Bush, let's see, Bush was uh, third and Welker was fourth. So Bush, Reggie Bush at 311, Wes Welker at 4-2. This draft is shaping up fantastic. Fantastic. And what, what Welker's going to get going here uh, starting this week, I think. I oh, and you, and yeah, and you, and you score two ten without him. Fifth round. Now listen to this, Mike. Five eleven. This is unbelievable because I paid a four seven price, and I know for a fact that at four eight, the guy was at the at the four eight was going to take the, my guy Deshaun Jackson. I took at four seven in the WCFF. And I know for a fact he wouldn't have made it past four eight. You got him at five eleven. You had to be feeling wow. good about it. Oh yeah, yeah. He was uh, he was one of the players that between my two partners this year we uh, targeted uh, in all drafts, and we obviously didn't get him at all. But uh, um, you know he was obviously uh, a nice pickup for us, at, especially that late. Absolutely, at five eleven, absolutely. And then in the FFPC, it's very important to get a tight end at one and a half points per reception. Somewhere along the lines, you picked up Chris Cooley, and that's uh, that's beginning to to work out for you. He scored forty something points. I mean, he's your he's your top receiver Ready. on the team, right? 
Yeah, I believe we got him in the seventh round, and he was the uh, last of the uh, the last of the tight ends that I really kind of considered, um, uh, you know, to be somebody that could really have a breakout year. And you know, the big thing with Cooley, I think, that hurt him uh, this year was, you know, only the one touchdown last year. But we knew he was going to get a ton of targets, and uh, so we were pretty happy there, and just hoped that you know he'd have an upside on the uh, touchdowns. Well, I think with Cooley. Uh... They've got a little bit of an easier schedule coming along, and uh, uh, Chris Cooley—he's always steady. You, you can always bank on uh, Cooley for something, and uh, he's going to probably get you a touchdown here and there. You know, at least every other game. Yeah, yeah, he gets the ball targets, so that was that was something that we were looking for. And again, we were also looking for—you uh, know, like I said, with the Sproles. Um, and with the uh, Bush pick, Reggie Bush, you know, to get those uh, with the full point per reception to get those receiving running backs. Wow. Yeah. And, Mike, he's picked up Michael Bush, Darren Sproles. Um, I mean, so if he, you know, if Michael Bush gets rolling, he could be starting four, four running backs here if he needed to. But he's got Fitz, Deshaun, and Welker. So, really, he can go three and three. But listen to this. He also has Jericho Cotri. What a great number four wide receiver to have on your team, uh, you know, just to have as a – as a flex, a solid bye week guy. That's a hey, he's a definition of a type of guy I want on my bye weeks or an injury week. Jericho Cotri, you know, he's the type of guy who gets you four or five catches, you know, on a on an average day and not really make a splash but can have a good day. Yeah, absolutely. Well the the nice thing about you know, I mean, obviously we waited on uh, quarterback, which um, you know, it just depends on your strategy, but in the FFPC with the dual flex we wanted to be as deep as we could at the running back and receiver position. So, um, you know, we waited on Eli. We kind of expected that Eli was going to uh, be undervalued with the um, uncertainty at the wide receiver position. But, you know, my feeling there was that uh, with Eli was, you know, he's in a tough division, um, you know, where there's a lot of tough defenses, and I just felt that there was going to be a need to pass. And, you know, so far it's uh, working out for us. Yeah, and I'm looking at the lineup, Russ. So it's a pretty easy lineup. I just like when these when 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 I can go to a league page and a roster and I can go, okay, submit my lineup. Oh, that was easy. I love that feeling. And this is one of those lineups. You got Eli. You got to go ahead and start. Then you go to Reggie, Chris Johnson, and Sproles. There's nice three starters. Then you come down and get Fitz, Deshaun, and Welker. Now, if Welker doesn't play, you drop him out and you put in Cotchery. And you come down and get Cooley, Pines, and the Saints, and you're done. And you go. You move on. <laughs> You got it, yeah. This was luckily one that is a lot easier for me than some of the other high-stakes leagues I'm in. A lot yeah. of options there, Russ, and, uh, you know, that's got to make you feel good, uh, like Scott was saying, just to have those options available. Uh, no matter what the week is, you feel like you can plug somebody in and you don't miss a step, and that, that that's got to make you feel good. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, we're, we're excited at the uh, start, you know, but I've got to say that uh, – uh, a, you know, uh, Wayne Ellis, Colts fan, is right on our heels, number two overall. And, um, you know, if you look at the uh, top 12 standings, guys, uh, three teams out of our league are in the top 11. So we obviously have uh, very little room for error, even with the nice start. So, you know, we obviously just need to keep it going. You're in the Dan, you're in the Dan South League, and that's, that's going to be exciting to watch. Well, Russ? Thank you for stopping by. We are we are wishing you all the best. You're welcome on the show anytime, obviously, but stop back by. Let us know how you're doing, and hopefully this didn't jinx you, buddy. <laughs> appreciate it, guys. Yeah, thanks a Good lot. Good luck, Russ. Glad you brought that up. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Oh.
Okay. That was Russ Steele, uh, the number one player in the world in the Fantasy Football Players Championship. That's a nice That's a nice, uh, nice title, you know, number one player in the world, Mike. I, I want to have that yeah. at least one of these days. <laughs> I want to have that. You know, I, I was number two, or actually – Ralph and I years ago, second year in the World Championship, we were number the, the we we made it I to were, the we won our. I league. remember Ralph talking about that man, he, yeah. and it was like he was on cloud nine that that yeah. Tuesday morning. He was just on cloud nine, so you, you're not gonna well, believe this. We're number two. <laughs> well, that, but but actually, what had happened was um, the the we had made the playoffs. We won our league, went to the playoffs. This is the second year in the World Championship, and we were number one after halftime. Of the first set of games, okay. Oh, so you know they, they they had live scoring, live live updated scoring at that point. We were number one overall in the championship round for the two hundred grand. We were number one overall after halftime of the first set of games, and then it went all downhill from there. But it, it was it was nice for a minute. We got the screenshot. And the first round was like, man, okay. Hey, this, this, the mo- the moment means a lot, doesn't it? Yep. It does. Well, good. Hey. You know, we like to take a break. We don't. We don't like to talk about the, we, you know, the stats and the players. The whole show. We want to get everybody to know the players in the world of high stakes fantasy football. And and hopefully this show we can continue to do that. And Russ is just a great guy, and, and it's and it's nice to see him uh, with the number one spot in the fantasy football players championship. Let's go ahead and keep going with the games, Mike. We got a lot of games to cover. We got 40 minutes to do it. Oakland versus Denver this week. Denver's only allowing 70 yards per game. And one touchdown so far for the year against the Rush. Uh, and again, that's versus Cincinnati and Cleveland, so we can't get too carried away. They don't really have a lot. Moreno this week is questionable. It's a late questionable injury here, Mike. He suffered a groin pull on Thursday, and he sat out practice on Friday. So, look, we were looking forward to Moreno with some big things. He got into the lineup last week, looked good, scored respectably, you know, about 15 points. And we were thinking his best game was going to be, to uh, you know, Sunday. And now he's hurt, uh, so you're going to have to watch this one close. And if he doesn't start, hopefully you have Carell, Carell Buckhalter to just throw in there and, and get you some points because it is a good matchup. Um, well, I, I still like in that. this game, yeah, Denver, they know this is a chance for them to go 3-0 and at Oakland. Uh, this is a perfect chance for them to go 3-0. and And uh, let's face it, uh, San Diego should be 0-2, but they're not. They're 1-1. So this is an opportunity for Denver to just uh, put down the, uh, you know, just just lay it down and see what happens. Uh, I really think Kyle Orton's going to have a big game against Oakland. All right. And also, uh, on the other side of the ball, Mike, Oakland, uh, Shillings is still out with a foot injury. He's targeting a week four return. And, uh, you know, there's just not a lot going on in this game. Brandon Marshall, it's interesting to see. Guys, I know you're you're interested in these stats, and I want to give them to you. Um, it's, it's interesting to see Brandon Marshall's not a part of this offense. And, again, I don't know if that's attitude-related or maybe, you know, somebody brought up today that it might be knowledge-related. Maybe he's just too dumb, too lazy, or something that's causing him to not get involved in this playbook. Because when I look at the player participation from the, from the game logs last week, uh, he was not in on, you know, a, a huge percentage of the plays again. He's he's still, like, down on fourth, fifth in the depth chart of wide receivers for, for number of plays. He was only in on 42% of the passing plays last week, Mike, and and that's not but, good for, for your number one wide receiver, uh, you know, Brandon Marshall. No, uh, Scott, he's not part of the team. 
the team. He is definitely not part of the team. Josh McDaniels, he knows that, and the whole team knows that. And for them to make things happen, it's going to have to be uh, from uh, Brandon Stokely and guys like that that are part of the team. Uh, So, you know, that Brandon Marshall deal, I mean, that's that's confusing to me. That's very confusing. But uh, Josh McDaniels and – uh, the Denver Broncos, they're, they're hell-bent to make sure that they win games, whether it's with or without Brandon Marshall. Yeah, and, and listen, guys, uh, Kyle Orton dropped back to pass 40 times last week. Jabbar Gaffney was in there 35 times. He led the team. Interestingly enough, Daniel Graham, number two, at 31 Hello? plays. You still there with me, Mike? Mike? Well, we might have lost Mike here. Nope. Okay, you're with me. Uh, yep. Jabbar Gaffney's in there for 35 plays. Daniel Graham, 31. Eddie Royal, 28. Brandon Stokely, 22. Tony Scheffler, 17. Mike, I haven't even gotten to Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall was in the game on 16 passing plays. That's it. This guy, I mean, look, there are one, two, three, four, five names in front of him. Five more guy, other guys are, are, are involved in more passing plays than he is. Uh, that's not good for Brandon Marshall, especially if you're counting yeah. on him for your wide receiver three this year. Exactly, and I don't know if you caught the end of what I was uh, when, when I was going on rant about Brandon Marshall, but you know he, he's not part of the equation. Let's face right. it; I mean, he's yep. really not. And Josh McDaniels, he, he knows that. Uh, Kyle Orton, and they're two and they're two and zero. They're two and zero without him. Yeah, so uh, two and zero without him. It's going to get a lot tougher. I think they know it. They know it's going to get a lot tougher, though, Mike. That schedule is going to be absolutely brutal. I don't have time to run it down here, but go check it out. We've got 30 minutes left in the show. Carolina at Dallas, Mike. Eli absolutely ripped this Dallas defense apart. So I'm really interested to see what what DeLone can do. Last week, DeLone went 25 for 41, 308 and a touchdown against the Falcons. They were behind quite a bit, but... DeLone looked a little bit better, but the game plan, obviously, is just to stop Steve Smith, and you really can't do it. Um, eight catches for 131 yards. He continues to force the ball into Steve Smith, and Steve Smith's going to get his pretty much nobody else. Uh, you know, one player, Mike, I have mad respect for is Marion Barber. Did you? I don't know if you got to see the play when he busted that run, and he was almost he was going to score a touchdown, and yep. then he, he has the left thigh injury, the quad. Uh, you yeah, you the can quad. tell he pulled it. And he went down, and he just went right down, straight down. But he's been practicing. He's been limited all week, but he's been practicing. I mean, how is this guy even practicing? And he wants to play, but I think they <laughs> sit him. I think they're going to sit him. So you have to start Felix Jones. To Felix start, Jones is, Felix Jones is a huge play this week. Uh, yeah. Dallas is starting to understand whether, you know, Jerry Jones, he may not like it very much, but uh, Wade Phillips, he knows that the running game works for Dallas right now because they they've lost T.O. So, I mean, Roy Williams is your number one, and you have a potpourri of two threes and fours out there at White House, and you got Jason Witten, and Witten has underperformed because Tony Romo is just. I'm sorry, guys, he's not that good. I mean, well, he's just not that good. So rely on the running game and rely on Felix Jones this week. Yeah, got to still start those guys, Romo, Witten, uh, Roy, probably, you know, D. Will, Steve Smith, all those guys are guys you have to start. The, I guess the I'm only question Romo. here is 
you got to start Felix, and well, if you if you drafted him, you'd likely draft him as your number one. So your other option is not going to be that great. Tashar Choice is the other guy that I would have to think about starting. Um, I'd, I'd have to give him a shot. See if 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 I didn't have any other uh, you know any other options, Tashar Choice might not be a bad might not be a bad start this week, sure. especially considering you know the fact that you know they're playing Carolina and and. You know, it's not that's not somebody that you uh, can't run against. It's a great matchup. Carolina's been allowing uh, quite a bit against the rush. Um, well, they've funny, several, because... several injuries. They're very thin, and um, they're 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 very thin. Their guys are on IR. Um, Dallas has I've been, a great. Uh, I've been thinking uh, throughout the day about the teams that are 0 two that have to have a win, uh, and there's quite a few out there, including yeah. Tennessee. Uh, you know, there's teams that that have a lot of capabilities that are 0-2 that, let's face it, they have to win. And, you know, it would not surprise me one bit to see Carolina come in with their best game uh, on Monday night against Dallas. And <laughs> because, I, in my opinion, Dallas is in disarray until Tony Romo gets his act together because, in my opinion, he's – Mid-level now, this, quarterback. That's this it. coming from a scorned Dallas fan. I hear it in your voice, yep. man. But listen, if you're if you if you have to start choice, get him in the lineup, okay? Atlanta ran and rang up 150 yards on Carolina. Philly rang up 185 yards the week before. Carolina's like almost dead last in the league, averaging about 170 yards a game. Get to start choice and Felix in your lineup uh, if you have yep. either one. New Orleans at Buffalo. Totally we have 27 minutes left in the show, Mike. Let's keep rolling. New Orleans at Buffalo. Bell is likely uh, – he is out. Uh, Bell is expected to miss three to four weeks with a knee sprain. So the Mike Bell experiment, hope to God, is over because I drafted Pierre Thomas in the fifth round in the World Championship. Pierre is going to get some work. The time is now. We've waited for it. He's going to be a meaningful part of the rotation this week, Mike. Um, don't sell Lance Moore just yet. I'm hearing about guys cutting Lance Moore. The hamstring is causing problems. It tightened up on him all game last week. Uh, he's been ruled out as well. Just sit back on him because you never know when a Colston injury happens or a Reggie Bush injury. He's one injury away from being a, a significant factor in the league again. Um, well, and, uh, go ahead. Yeah, Scott, this game really intrigues me because uh, New Orleans, they love to score, but they love to give up the score. Uh, Trent Edwards might have a big-time breakout game with T.O., with Lee Evans. Fred Jackson could run all day long. Uh, there's a lot of options there for Buffalo, so you might want to really check out the check out the options there that Buffalo has, uh, because you know New, New Orleans they're going to get theirs. Let's face it, but they also give it up. Uh, uh, shot callers talking about Lionel Hamilton is the man in New Orleans. Forget about Pierre. We'll see if uh, that sounds like he just picked up Lionel because I tell you I've never heard of him before. Yeah. We'll we'll have to see what he can do. Edwards. Trent Edwards in Buffalo should have a great day against the Saints, obviously. Um, yep. they're, they're number 28 against the pass right now. Cole rang up 390 yards. So this New Orleans team has a, has a habit of getting up on you early. This is a good New Orleans team. And it, there's a 60% chance of rain in this game, though, guys. The East Coast are going to be careful and watch the weather. These games could be a mess. So check the weather report before you make some of those tough decisions like Lee Evans. Uh, you know, Lee Evans would be a, a very good starter this week if he's your flex. Um, but I'm not so sure. You've got to watch the weather. Fred Jackson, but, fantastic player. Fred, You've got to yeah, have him in there. Absolutely. The way, the way Fred Jackson's ran, 
And yeah. uh, the last couple of weeks, I mean, you've got to throw him in there, especially against New Orleans. That's right, man. We're on the same page this week, buddy. I'm impressed. Here we go. New York Giants at Tampa Bay. Mike, who's the number one wide receiver in points per reception leagues this year? Wow, Mario Manningham. You got it, my man. Mario Manningham. Mike, who's the number three player receiver in high-stakes fantasy football point per reception leagues? Number three? I'm not sure. Steve Smith. The Uh-oh. Giants have the number one and the number three receiver in all one of football three. after two weeks. Uh, Ten oh. for 150 and a touchdown, and 10 for 134 and a touchdown. They absolutely blasted uh, the Cowboys. Uh, Mario Manningham, Steve Smith each had 13 targets. Eli had a 330-yard day, two TDs. Manningham was limited in practice. Look, I'm, I'm happy to get him because I really needed him bad in Genesis. And I, and I landed Mario a couple weeks ago. I'm thankful that I did because I know his price would be through the roof this week. If you saw, yeah. he was going for five, six, seven, eight, nine hundred even. Uh, Dave Gerzak. I, I bid. Uh, I bid three hundred. I bid three hundred on him in a local league and uh, didn't get him. He went for five oh four. So there you go. Yep. Uh, and I'm talking to Azuri in the chat room here. Uh, but let, let's look at this man. Hickson is out again. Uh, Mario Manningham is is probable with the shoulder injury, but he's he's been limited in practice. I still think he'll be fine. Steve Smith's an excellent starter. He has to be in your lineup right now. He's looking great. Uh, Eli's really zoned in. This is the best I've ever seen Eli look. If you waited on the quarterback and you snagged Eli, I know Dave snagged him a couple places. I think Alex did. There's several guys that really went after Eli. We saw Russ did. You guys are feeling really good about Eli Manning this year. Brandon Jacobs, he should be able to run wild on this Tampa Bay defense. Um, well, it should shouldn't be much of a trouble at all. They should be in trouble. Yeah, that's where I'm kind of going with this game, Scott. Uh, the first two uh, the first two matchups that the Giants had was very tough against the run. This one, it's not so much. Maybe uh, they get it. Maybe they get it going. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's Brad pretty much. I'll be surprised if Manning throws more than uh, 24, 24 to 28 passes. Here we go. Well, that might be, man. I'm telling you, though, uh, Eli could impose his will on Tampa this week. They lost their free safety, Jermaine Phillips, to IR. They're in trouble. Now, on the other side of the ball, Tampa, Derek Ward is expected to start with Cadillac nursing that knee. Uh, Cadillac, he might, he might play, but it sounds like Derek Ward's going to get the start. Uh, Antonio Bryant has been limited in practice. He's still questionable with the knee. But, listen, if, if you're thinking like I am, Tampa's going to get down. They're going to start throwing again. It's going to be Leftwich trying to throw again, and, and they'll probably be back in a drop coverage zone, uh, just allowing some of that dime coverage to you you know, kind of move limits, the ball. Uh, do you think that limits Winslow a little bit? No, I think I think Tampa will be I think I think Tampa Winslow will get his. He's the number four tight end in the league right now. I think we we I had I think he's fantastic value where we got him, Mike. We we snagged I snagged him in all three of my high stakes leagues. I I waited pretty much to the end and he was always yep. picked off around ten, eleven or twelve and I and I took him, so I was really happy about that. Uh, but I, so I think you have to. I think you have to start your Giants, and you have to start your Bucks. I, I think there's still guys you have to start. I, I don't know if I could start Derek Ward. I probably have to still keep him on the bench, even though he is starting. Washington at Detroit, Mike. We've got 20 minutes left in the show here. Okay, good. Big good. Day, I love this. Big day for I, I, Cooley. Detroit has allowed eight touchdowns already, six to Breeze. 
two to far. Favre looked like he could move the ball all day long. What's your take on this game? Man, I love Clinton Portis in this game. They're going to hand the ball off to this guy, and he's going to run for days. Uh, I, I just, you know, he's due for a breakout game, uh, just like Steve Slayton's due for a breakout game. But uh, getting back to this uh, Washington-Detroit game, absolutely. Clinton Portis, big-time game. And uh, Detroit, I mean, they're, I mean, they're coming along, but uh, Clinton Question, Portis should have a big game. He's questionable. He was lim- he missed practice Friday with an ankle injury. Right. Uh, it's a it's a late injury. He has sore ankles. He did not practice. <laughs> and here we go again with the Clinton Portis. Uh, the week to week. Who knows if he's going to play? Yeah. I hate having that guy and having that decision. And it sounds like that's more the same. If he, you're right, Mike. If he, if he's healthy, uh, he's, he's he's somebody that should have a big day. But right now he's listed as questionable. And he did not That's practice tough. Friday. I don't. I don't like playing guys that don't practice on Friday. So, yep. um, other other players here, Calvin. You have to have in the lineup. Stafford. You probably, if you're in a very bad pinch, I'd hate to. I'd hate to see that team, uh, kind of like ours in NFFC. Uh, yeah. But Cooley. Cooley's a start. Santana Moss has been all over the map. I wouldn't even bank on Santana Moss having a big day. He, uh, although you, yeah. you probably throw him in there if he's your flex. Let's move on to the next game. Seattle at Chicago. Mike Seneca Wallace likely gets the start here. Uh, the offensive line, Walter Jones, is a game-time decision, so no telling how, how much this pressure is going to get to Seneca Wallace. Is, is, uh, on, one thing about it, Scott, is Matt Forte going to wake up? Oh. Is, I mean, is, is he alive? What's going on? It, it's a good question. Matt Forte, everybody that drafted him has, has just been in a funk, you know, for the first yeah. two games. But Seattle is very, very nice against the D. They've allowed 165 rushing yards per game. This has to be the day that Forte breaks out of it and gets going, uh, which 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 leads me to believe that Cutler may maybe uh, you know doesn't need to do as much this week. Forte maybe has his day. You still got to start Cutler. Devin Hester is the interesting story here with in, in this um, Johnny Knox kid. Everybody bid John, on Johnny Knox four, five, six hundred dollars. We missed out on him by like a hundred bucks. This Johnny yep. Knox kid ran a 4-240. He's blazing fast. He looks like an Eddie Royal potential here. We don't know if that's going to happen, but it is interesting. I read an article from a Chicago beat writer that said that Hester uh, has has taken over the number one role and has looked good. Uh, you know, in the last couple of games, he's he's made key catches. He's what they said, clutch and key catches at, at, at pivotal times in the game. Now he's not racking up big points. But they say the catches right. that he's making, if you watch the replay, he said they said the catches he's making are huge in the game. So I'm, maybe I need to go and reevaluate Hester because I was ready to start benching, but they feel like he's on the verge of his breakout game that it's coming, that it's right around the corner. Now, I don't really want to continue to wait for it and get my three catches. You know, I'd, I'd rather right. see John Knox in there right now than Devin Hester. So, um, in this but, game, but it is, uh, it is worth hearing. Don't give up on this yet. I'm going to throw out uh, Justin Forsett. I, I, I'm just very interested to see. They threw him in as a third down back uh, last week, yep. and uh, Justin Forsett, he, he's proven that he can get it done for Seattle. So, I don't know. Where does he fit in? How, how high? What's his stock? I, I think it's pretty good. Well, he's he was the most productive uh, back on the team last week. He gained 35 yards rushing. But the, the key to him is the receptions, the dump off, the screen passes, six catches for 57 yards. That's the key. If he gets that type of performance, he is involved 
and the, it, it looks like they're getting a little bit of confidence in him. So, uh, you know, I, I would have to say that you've got to get Forsett in your lineup and see what he can do, especially with Hasselback out. It's, they're not going to air it out. They're, they're probably going to play it close to the vest, and, and Seneca Walls is going to need that check down. So uh, not, right. not a lot of action there, but if you have questions about it, feel free. I've got a Hester or Sims Walker this week question from Wayne. Uh, Wayne, I, I'm, I'm a big Mike Walker fan preseason Maurice Jones Drew was gushing about this kid being being the answer to their you know their their receiving woes, and it's a good matchup for Jacksonville. Um, I, I think Gerard will come out and throw the ball, and with Mike Walker on the team, I think he's their number one wide receiver. I would feel a little bit I would feel stronger about Mike Walker right now than Devin Hester until I see it. So, um, and again, you you have the Mike Walker long term fear: can he stay healthy? But game to game, you have to be kind of happy with what he what he's been able to accomplish. Um, let's move on, Mike. We have uh, 15 minutes left in the show here. Red versus Blue Sports Talk Radio, high stakes fantasy radio. Uh, been the 48th show this week, Mike, and we are streaming live on the FantasySportsChannel.com. They have a new website. I want to plug it real quick. FSC, real simple. FSC.fm, very simple website. You can you can go to FSC.fm. And our show will stream as well as all the other shows. Midnight Oil comes on right after this, guys. If you want to dump on over and, and talk to those guys, they have a great show coming up, Midnight Oil, uh, here in about 15 minutes. Uh, I'll, I'll, he's gonna, he should plug the show here in a minute. But uh, Midnight Oil at midnight and uh, FSC.FM streams a show, and they'll, they'll be on right after us. KC at Philly, Mike. Selleck had 11 targets last week. I think that's the most interesting thing here about this game. McNabb's out. Could be joined by Westbrook out with the ankle. Boy, that's a, that's a terrible situation to draft Westbrook, and he already be out. You feel like you're an LT owner. Kevin Curtis, again, if you counted on this guy, look, come on, give me a break. Another knee injury. Deshaun Jackson with the groin did practice. Deshaun did return to practice and is probable. This could be McCoy getting in the game and Macklin, both these rookies that we wanted to see what they can do. They both could be in this game uh, this, this Sunday. Mike Casey at well, Philly. Could be Kevin Cobb, Jeremy Macklin, and LaShawn McCoy going up against this KC team. It was it was uh, it was music to my ears when I heard that uh, uh, Deshaun Jackson practiced today. Because yes. Yes. when I started when I started Jackson last week, I was uh, you know a couple people told me said man you shouldn't do that man Kevin Cobb's going to be throwing to him this and that. Well, what happened? Big time game. Um, so. I am confident with starting Deshaun Jackson. Uh, I'm confident with uh, Kevin Cobb throwing to him. Richard, I did say that. And uh, <laughs> I'm just confident in that uh, whole Philadelphia team, even though they're a little bit banged up. I'm confident in Andy Reid pulling it all together and making sure that uh, things will happen with uh, Kevin Cobb to Jackson and hopefully Westbrook. They need Westbrook, but if they don't have Westbrook, McCoy is right there. Hey, welcome Invictus PC to the house and King of Queens. Len Schroeder, you guys, glad you could check us out tonight. Uh, big game. It should be an offensive slugout, man. Selleck should be in your lineup. Uh, Deshaun Jackson should be there. Kevin Cole will probably have a pretty big day this week. Then um, on the other side of the ball, I still can't start Larry Johnson. Kill, still can't start Jamal Charles, Dontrell Savage. Don't know what's going on there. It's a mess. Just stay away from it. it. Don't get mess. away. Um, I don't like any of the receiver options over there other than Dwayne Bowe. You have to get Bowe in the lineup. 
Um, it is a it is a mess, Scott. And, yeah, just an you know, it, mess. It's too bad because they're, they're trying to figure something out there in Kansas City, yeah. but it, it's hard to figure anything out unless you have a running game, a, an offensive line, and something to work with. And right now they they don't have that. Right. Yeah, this Green Bay St. Louis game's a little intriguing. My Greg Jennings zero catches, Ooh. let all of us down, but. He's a guy we don't need to really talk about on this show because he has to be in your lineup. You can't bench him right now. The guy I'd want to talk about is on the other side of the ball, and it's Laurent Robinson. Uh, we told you last week, if you listened to our show, that Laurent Robinson was heavily involved in this offense. Uh, if you watched the game, you could tell that he was the guy they were going to start stretching out to, and he was the most targeted. Uh, he, he was in more plays than Donnie Avery. He was looked at more. He looked like he commanded a presence out there. He, he's a big, tall receiver, I think 6'2". Uh, kind of reminded me of a Chris Henry type, and he goes up and gets the ball, and sure enough, he looks like the clear number one on that team right now, Mike. I think he's really your only startable player other than Steven Jackson for uh, St. Louis. That's, that's where I was going, Scott. Uh, last week, uh, Cincinnati at Green Bay, Cedric yep. freaking Benson. Yeah, over 100 yards against Green Bay. Right. Sure what is Steven Jackson going to do at home against Green Bay? Steven oh, right. Jackson, a big day for Steven Jackson. Yeah, Benson, 29 carries, 141 yards against Green Bay. So maybe Steven Jackson gets out of the funk. It is a home game. Yep. Uh, yep. Our, our, our boy Lou Tranquilly from uh, BFD Fantasy Football is taking the family cross country, and he called me tonight. He's in Indianapolis. Uh, he's headed over to the Edward Jones Dome uh, to watch the the Packers play St. Louis. That'll be a that'll be a good game to go see and see if Aaron Rodgers can kind of get out of that funk from last week. Driver, you have to have Driver in your lineup right now. This kid, uh, or the, the older the older uh, Driver, looked better than any player on the field last week. Uh, Ryan Grant is a guy. I mean, I'm, I'm having I'm having a hard time figuring out the uh, Greg Jennings deal. Yeah. It, 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 it's not even really worth discussing because he has to be in your lineup regardless. So, you know, I don't want to yeah. get too carried away in it. Um, I, I do want to look at Grant, uh, Ryan Grant, and he should be back and, and have a huge day against St. Louis. Um, they, they allow 146 yards per game. So, again, if they're smart about it, this is just going to be an absolute uh, offensive, you know, shootout. But we'll, we'll see if that okay. happens and see if Green Bay gets their stuff together. Houston versus Jacksonville, Mike, another key game for Jacksonville. They are 0-2. They cannot afford to go 0-3, but, Mike, I think they're going to. Andre Johnson has 16 targets, finally out of his thong, 10 for 149-2. and Looked fantastic. Jacksonville allowed Kurt Warner 24 of 26 for 243-2, and and he didn't even play in the fourth quarter. So, Schaub... Who knows? He could go, this guy could go for 400 yards. Jacksonville better get it together quick, Mike, or, go, or, or they're going to go 0-3. Well, there's two, there's two uh, uh, running backs there in that game that should explode and have the opportunity to make their team better, and that's uh, NJD and Steve Slayton. Where has Steve Slayton been? Could, could this Sunday be the day, the day for Steve Slayton? It, it could be because uh, – there's no doubt in my mind, Houston, they can put up points. Matt Schaub loves to go to uh, Andre Johnson, loves to do it. But they're going to have to establish run. And I'm talking run again, but uh, both teams, whether it's uh, Houston or Jacksonville, MJD, Steve Slayton, expect big games from both those guys. 
Glenn's uh, throwing out some uh, stats in the chat room, uh, some, some gems of wisdom. You guys have to get in the chat room because this is one of the most interactive chat rooms on the FantasySportsChannel.com. The guys here in our chat room are all high-stakes players, so even if you don't want to hear from Mike or I, get into the crew at Red vs. Blue. This live chat room has some of the best high-stakes fantasy minds out there uh, today, and they, are, they will answer your question for you and give you their feedback. Again, Jacksonville, I think they better get it together. I think they're going 0-3. Walter, again, is questionable with his hamstring. Those hammies can be so nagging, man. Uh, Mike Walker, again, 6 for 106 on a touchdown, nine targets, looked great. Look out for this guy. If he was dropped, hopefully you had a chance to listen to the show and you picked him up. San Diego versus Miami. Mike, the Colts absolutely killed the Dolphins through the air with uh, only – you know, on the field for a quarter. Great matchup here for Phillip Rivers to be able to throw this ball. Interestingly enough, Mike, who was the most targeted charger last week? Uh, Darren Sproles. Chris Chambers was the most targeted wide receiver of San Diego with 10 targets. Now, it didn't do him much good. Uh, just keep an eye on it, though. Two catches for 30 yards, but 10 targets, Okay. Uh, Vincent Jackson was the main beneficiary here. Seven targets, six of them for catches, 141 and a touchdown. Mike, that one catch over three defenders was absolutely a thing of beauty. Sproles was targeted nine times, seven catches for 124 and a touchdown, including that long 80-yard run. And then Gates, seven targets, five, five for 78. This was a this is an offensive explosion here for San Diego last week. Wait, here, here's in a, another in team game. In, in Miami that's 0-2 that – they have to win. They they need this win. Uh, cut dry and simple. And uh, Miami, uh, they've not, you know, it's obviously uh, been a tougher schedule uh, this year. But uh, they're not they're not out of games. They just they have to win this game, and it's going to be tough. And I don't see them doing it against San Diego. Billy Waz has a question. Daniels or Keller? Uh, with NFFC scoring, uh, I just say you have to watch the weather in a lot of these games. It'll probably make up your decision for you. If there's wind and rain, I'd probably go the other direction. Ronnie Brown will be an absolute beast in this game. San Diego nose tackle Jamal Williams is out. Don't fear starting Ronnie Brown, even with Ricky Williams getting his carries. Uh, San Diego passing D is better than last year, but let's keep it in perspective. Uh, it says they're 13th overall, allowing 199 yards and only three touchdowns and three scores. But that's against Baltimore and Oakland. So let's let's just calm down and yeah. wait and see what kind of passing defense this team is. Uh, Ted Ginn had 16 targets last week. Um, <laughs> you know, so he yeah. may get a lot of work. That's a ton of targets for um, for a Miami wide receiver. Baltimore well, at – Go ahead, Doc. Yeah, well, we're, we're doing pretty good here. We have about five minutes left. Baltimore at Cleveland, Mike. Keep – only had one target. Although he had the touchdown, he only had one target. It did go for a touchdown. Uh, surprising that Rice led in targets. Six six targets, five for 46. Mason and Clayton were both quiet. I was expecting Clayton and Mason to have huge games. And San Diego did a good job. They came to play, uh, and they held those receivers in check. Mason, Clayton, Kelly, and, and he yeah. all received four targets, but they didn't do anything. They, and, and even, the Chargers did their job, but they still came up short. Even in a high-scoring game. I mean, the, the, those guys uh, basically didn't get uh, much looks. Uh, what's going on with Willis Begay? Um, this guy has just, uh, you know, he's ended up being the guy that scores the touchdowns. 
uh, Ray Rice, I love. I mean, I, I mean, I love Ray Rice a lot. But right. worse, right. McGay, he has uh, more force than Rice. I want anybody to tell me uh, who was looking for drafting Willis McGahey this year. Uh, he <laughs> yeah. led the league, uh, led the team last week, 15 carries, 79 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, and it's amazing to see a guy like Willis McGahey be so overlooked and so forgotten in the world of high-stakes fantasy football. This is the best of the best, and McGahey's absolutely forgotten about. And, you know, he's going to have another great week this week, you know, playing the Browns. Yeah. And- and going to knock you out two touchdowns. And you're, if you're playing him as your flex, you you got to feel great. If he's your starter, you got to feel great. Right now, a, a guy like Willis McGay, he can win your league for you. It's just amazing that that happens. But yeah, he went he he went from a non-starter to now he's a he's a flex. That's yep. incredible. <laughs> yeah, Jamal Lewis likely out with this nagging hamstring. He's doubtful. Welcome to the NFL, James Davis. Your present is Ray Lewis. <laughs> watch, watch also for the rookie Cedric Pyramid from Virginia. Just take a keep an eye on him in those dynasty leagues. If you can see him, go ahead and grab him, stash him away on the deeper rosters. Cedric Pyramid from Virginia was picked up off of waivers from Baltimore because they know they're hurting at running back right now. I don't know if James Davis is the guy or not, but this Cedric Pyramid kid, if you were a dynasty player, you were really looking forward to seeing him. Uh, L.J. Smith was a full practice, so again, I don't know what kind of game we're going to see from Heap. If L.J. Smith is fully practicing and Heap's out there, I don't know. Flacco, they'll probably run it all day, Mike. Uh, it'll probably be McGahee, Rice, McClain. Cleveland yeah, has allowed highlight runs from Adrian Peterson and Corral Buckhalter even. So I think this is going to be a running game. I probably wouldn't start Flacco if I could if I could help it. No, I, I totally agree with you, and – but I, I would think about starting Heat because if they get into the uh, third and three or third and four, uh, they're not going to throw downfield. They don't need to. It, it, it could be a dump off to Heat and uh, pick up the first down and go. I could see Heat getting, you know, five, six receptions with no problem. Yep. Mike, we're, we're, we still are not able to get through all the games here. Minnesota versus San Fran. Barry and had got back involved last week, six targets. He's playing uh, against Detroit. You would think he might even do a little bit more, but they could run the ball all day. They're going to have a little bit harder time running against San Francisco. And so you will see Brett Favre have to throw the ball. Percy Harvin's been sitting out with an illness. They don't say what it is. It's just an illness. I think you'll see Shanko get more involved, Barry get more involved, and, and Percy. I think they, they will be throwing the ball. San Francisco's 20th in the league, allowing 240 uh, passing yards a game. Uh, so I, I think you will see Favre throw the ball a little bit more because it's going to be a little this bit tougher run against San Fran. Totally agree, Scott. This is going to be a big test for Brett Favre uh, because he's going to have to he, he's going to have to throw it more uh, unless Adrian Peterson can, can run nuts on uh, uh, San Francisco, which you know he does his deal. But I don't I don't know I don't think it's going to happen. I, I really believe uh, San Francisco and Frank Gore. Frank Gore, this guy's a beast, and if you're yep. if you're a fantasy owner, Frank Gore, you got to be loving life. He he plays he plays with heart, man. And, and I'll tell you what, this lad, this other game here, Indianapolis versus Arizona. I got to give a shout out to my boy uh, Day Drinker Josh, who's gonna. I, I'm sure he's gonna be at this game, or or, or if he can if he can get out there. Uh, Arizona against Indianapolis, Warner against Peyton, Breston returned to limited practice this week, and it's questionable. But Hightower and Wells should absolutely have a great game. The funny thing is, Wells fumbled twice, Mike. You're going to like this story. But he has to carry the ball all week with his name on it. Yeah. And because he fumbled twice in week two. Now, the teammates are trying to strip it from him. If he drops this ball, Mike, they're charging him $200 to charity every time he drops it. 
<laughs> I love it. So, and, and so far, that hasn't happened. Indy is allowing 176 rushing yards per game. Same old Colts, man. Without Bob Sanders, they're going to run all day. Garcon was an interesting little play last week, that 48-yard touchdown. Maybe maybe this guy's going to uh, take that job now while Anthony Gonzalez is out. Maybe Garcon will get a little bit more involved. Uh, but Arizona will get to Peyton. I mean, they had eight, eight sacks last week. And uh, The other game that we didn't get to was uh, Cincinnati versus Pittsburgh. Mike, no Palomalu last week. The pass in D is weak for Pittsburgh, so you got to start Palmer and all those options because uh, they've been racking it up against uh, pretty much everybody they play, Mike. Yeah you, yeah, yeah, you do because uh, – and another thing is uh, Chad Ochocinco, he guaranteed that he would do the Lambo leap. If he got a touchdown, he got a touchdown. Red versus blue. Go get him, guys. High stakes fantasy football. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to Red versus Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time. <laughs> Mike, good show, buddy. We'll see you next week, hey, man. man. Let's go get them. We hey. have a lot of lineups. Lineup, lineup choices galore here. Good stuff, man. Thanks, Scott. All right, we'll see you. All right. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.